Following Christ in 2021 is not for the faint of heart. Striving to be a kingdom man isn't about packing up and taking a vacation. It's about getting your mind right, your gear packed, and heading into war. It's more important now than ever before to stand up for what's right and just in the eyes of the Lord and seek His truth. This ain't a cruise ship, fellas. It's a battleship. So buckle up and get ready for the truth, the uncomfortable truth. Hello and welcome back to The Uncomfortable Truth. We are so glad to have you this morning, uh, afternoon, evening, night, whenever you're listening to us. Have you ever needed to be somewhere on time and you've planned everything out, you've looked at traffic, you've uh, you've thought planned your route out, it takes 17 minutes and 42 seconds to get to where you need to go and uh, everything seems to go your way on the way and that big old yellow dog pulls out right in front of you, old school bus. <laughs> and it ruins the plans for the day of getting there on time. That's uncomfortable. Yes. I, I run into the train a lot, too. Did you know a train where we live? We live in Hallsville, Texas. Uh, Hallsville. Couple, Hallsville. <laughs> a couple of us. And I somebody told me the other day that a train runs through here every six minutes. Wow. I don't know about that. I'd ha- I I need to kind of count it, it but it, it feels... It, can't, it's not that often. It's not that often. The reason I know is because my office is 26 foot from the... <laughs> yeah. It is. It really is. I from bet the it, tracks. I bet it rattles when the heck sucker, out of y'all's office. When that sucker comes through, it is something else. Yeah. If, especially if you're sitting there having an appointment with a customer. The customer's eyes start getting real big. You can't hardly talk. Like it. They're not coming in the building. Don't worry. Yeah. yeah. If you're on the phone with somebody, they're like, whoa, um... Close to the train tracks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just walking around here beside it. Exactly. <laughs> Trains and school buses will certainly make for an uncomfortable morning uh, yes. if you're trying to get somewhere on time. It'll slow you down. We've got a guest here today, Michael Scott Suddeth, and uh, we'll get into uh, his life in a minute. We're just going to. We're just going to poke around everywhere in there and see what's going on. Right, Michael? Hey, that'll work. <laughs> uh, Obi, will you open us up in prayer? I'd love to. Lord, we come to you this morning uh, with grateful hearts, Lord. We're so thankful to be here. We're thankful you brought us here safe and sound. Uh, Lord, we thank you for our guest today. We thank you that Michael Scott came on and joined us and is going to be a part of our program today. Uh, Lord, we thank you for this platform, uh, this platform that you've given us to glorify you and to spread your good news, your truth, Lord. Uh, Lord, we pray that that truth would bring about peace and uh, help others just walk through this life with some strength and encouragement, knowing that they've always got you on their side. Lord, we thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for our sins, uh, for loving us, for protecting our families, for providing for us. And uh, we're just so thankful for you and all you've done for us. We ask this in your holy and precious name. Amen. 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 Welcome, Michael Scott. Thank you, sir. I'm glad you're here, man. So I've known Michael Scott since he was probably 12, 13 years old through his older brother, Stuart. And uh, I never really had the opportunity to um, develop a deep relationship with you. But uh, from what I, anybody that I've talked to, Michael, the same attributes that your brother has as far as loving Jesus and spreading the word and spreading the gospel and being in the word, um, everybody that I talk to, says that you love Jesus and you're leading people in that direction. And so, uh, Michael, just kind of tell us a little bit about what you got going on in your life. I know you had a, you had a big moment about uh, 
four months ago? Something that, like that. Okay, tell Something us about like that a little that. bit. I want to share that with the listeners. Well, the big moment that Shane's talking about, I am, um, until or unless she comes to her senses before <laughs> October 1st, I'm, I'm getting married. <laughs> I, I got engaged this past summer in August. That's awesome, man. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank on, you. On top of a mountain, right? That's a fact. Up in Colorado. Okay. Well, I mean, if you're going to put a ball and chain on your feet, it needs to be on top of a mountain. That's right. You know? That's right. I'm going to drag her up here and drag her back down with me <laughs> for sure. Right. <laughs> That's awesome, man. So Michael Scott uh, is actually getting married to uh, one of the guy, one of the guys that works for us, Paxton's sister. How'd you, how'd you guys meet? Well, we've always known each other. Um, her first cousins, the Bailey boys, they live here in Hallsville, too. I, I grew up with those guys, so I've always been around her family, and um, we've just always kind of been friends, and that's, I mean, that's all it was. We yeah, we were buddies, and it just kind of, hey, I don't want to be your buddy anymore. Yeah. Kinda <laughs> yeah. Kind of like you. Don't get locked in that friend zone. Yeah. Well, I've, Logan's a Logan's a customer and good friend of mine. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've got a lot of respect for Logan. Yeah. I, I've gotten to know him a lot just in the last – I'd say in the last six months to a year, um, we've we've gotten to have have a relationship. So absolutely, I really like. I, I'm sure if if any of the other Bailey boys are like Logan, then uh, they they've got a pretty pretty cool family. Man. Absolutely, he's a solid guy. That's awesome. I think anybody I've met with the last name Bailey or McGarvey is just good as gold. They're pretty they're pretty stand up, aren't they? They are. No, they I are. I, I I would move in with them. That's how much I I like them. <laughs> Um, I would actually let my kids move in with them. Yeah. You know, they're well, good. Well, that's saying more than you going in. Oh, yeah, it doesn't take much you, you, you for li- me. You live in the hippie van out, <laughs> out back. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. I don't. Are you saying I don't have high standards? <laughs> no. I'm saying you can sleep. Uh, like when I think of living with somebody, I'm thinking I got to sleep there. And you could you could prop Shane up against this wall in this office, and he'd go right to sleep. Wow, <laughs> Not me, brother. I can go. I can't do that. It's a talent I've had my entire life. So, Michael, were you born and raised here? Were you were you raised in uh, in a Christian family? Um, you know, from have you always lived here? I was, yeah. I, so I was born in Longview, obviously, and I I grew up going to Hallsville, and yeah, I I grew up in uh, a Christian home. We church on Sundays, uh, Sunday nights, Wednesdays. So, yeah, I mean, it was, uh, my parents actually, um, split up when I was, uh, about to turn 14. They split up right after I got out of seventh grade and their divorce was final fall of my eighth grade year. So that is exactly when my parents split up. Really? Like to the T. Uh, really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Obi was the same age. I was in seventh grade and going into my eighth grade year. Not presumably an ideal window. If, uh, if you're it, 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 there's it not a good not. window, but yeah, mm-hmm. it was. Uh, it wasn't ideal, but I mean, it's it's something that God God uses those kind of times to build faith and to to use you to where you can mentor some kid like you're talking to me right now. I mean, I if I would have never found Jesus or if I would have never known who Jesus was and you went through the same thing that I went through you like, man I, I I went through the same thing that here's how God used me and I'm like wow yep and there's there's something for me here absolutely you know? and again so. seventh grade you might not know that God's trying to turn your test into your testimony though you know unless we're being uh aware and intentional about our walk with him right um talk talk a little bit about your relationship with the Lord and where it's been when you got saved and like um, everybody's had ups and downs and, and how those looked in your life and how you've grown. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, 
I was seven years old, and I was sitting in my parents' kitchen, and I remember, I don't know what was on my mind at the time, but I remember getting just, like, super upset, like, crying, and my mom was doing something in the kitchen, and I said, Mom, I I don't know if I'm going to heaven, or, and, and I pointed to the ground, and I said, or the bad place, yeah. and so she, uh, she, you know, she hurried over there, you know, my mom, uh, she walked me through the plan of salvation and explained it all to me, and, you know, I, she wrote down a prayer for, I mean, you know, the ABCs of becoming a Christian, admit you're a sinner, believe Jesus is the Son of God, and confess your faith, and, you know, I did that that day, and so that was August 30th of 2003, um, and then, like I said earlier, um, my parents split up junior high, and then high school came around, and Kind of, I'm going back and forth between mom and dad's house, trying to, you know, maintain or stay on this foundation of faith that I, I've, I mean, built fairly well as I grew up. But, you know, it's hard. Uh, and you know, you get into high school and the world kind of catches up with you <clears> a little bit. And I, I tried to, I tried to hold both. I tried to hold this worldly reputation. I tried to hold this godly reputation. And I'm sure all three of you know that that's about as easy as trying to rope the wind. So I kind of kind of went off on the wrong path a little bit, and that, that carried off into after high school. You know, I was trying to fill this void that, I mean, only Jesus can fill. I was, I mean, I'd kind of let go of the whole Jesus thing, and I'd kind of become numb to everything with um, my folks splitting up. And, and it's just kind of, uh, it's, it's hard to explain. Yeah, I guess. I'll tell you what, I, I was 24 years old, you know, uh, actually 23, whenever my parents split up, right? Does that, well, does that sound uh, right? I would have been about 13. Oh, gosh, then I was younger than that. You, you Maybe 22, like 21. 21, 22. Yeah. I can, I can remember thinking, okay, I'm, I'm old enough, this is not going to affect me, but it absolutely did. And, uh, and, and, and I, I automatically, you know, you, you look up to your parents your entire life and then they split up and you're like, wow, I always wanted to be like them. I wanted to get married and have a family and, but I don't want to, I didn't want to get a divorce. And then, and then you see your parents split up and it kind of, it's almost like it just breaks you, you know, and you're like, wow, what happened to the stability in my life? And, uh, and then the whole time I got my little brother and little sister, OB being the youngest and uh, just like, wow, what what are they thinking? And all this stuff was going through my head, and it does it mentally, it mentally messes messes with you. And I think the younger you are, the more so. So I can only, you know, imagine kind of what y'all two went through at that age, and and how that does mess with you. For me, I wanted to blame somebody, and uh, you know, and and of course, it was going to be one parent or the other, right? I mean, usually uh, is usually how that works. And it caused me to have a resentment for a long time towards one of my parents. And uh, I was unforgiving for a long time and didn't want to forgive them. And that lasted for years. And uh, so it can, it can be detrimental, man. Right. I mean, and it's, uh, it's sad and it's scary. We can, we can totally relate to, you know, what you went through in that moment. But we can also relate to, um, you know, I think it all, it's all happened at different times in our lives. But we can relate to that um feeling like you're at a point in your life where you're at a balancing act between um, 
going down the tracks that the world is calling you down and that the devil's pulling you down and then going down the tracks that you know God has for you, um, you know, and in and, and that, and that internal battle of, well, this feels good and I like this and this is fun and I know this is right and I know that God has great things in store for me on this path, but you're pulled and you're pulled in both directions and you, uh, it's really difficult to choose the narrow way. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, because all these other things are what everybody else is doing. Right. And your friends are on this train and, and you don't know if you totally get off that train, if you're going to maintain friendships, if you're going to be able to continue to work wherever you're working, you just don't know what that looks like because you haven't surrendered fully to it. And, um, and so, yeah, I mean, we, we've all been there. Um, I feel like that almost each one of us were older than you that, you know, you, it sounds like you were in your early twenties, you know, whenever you were trying to, you know, maybe make that make that decision right you know but I, i'll let you go ahead and kind of continue down down that road you're on i'm 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 feeling i'm feeling your you know where you are at that moment you know i just i've been there absolutely and you know what it comes down to i i said that i was trying to balance two things and you wonder why i mean why why did you ever stray from you know the narrow path well first of all it's narrow right and on this hand it's like Everything that I grew up believing, like the foundation of who I am as a person, my faith, my like my stability, was like in my eyes as a teenager was severed. Right. Mm-hmm. So at that point, it's like, man, who cares? Sure. Like, I think yeah. You know, as as kids, we go through stages with our parents, right? Up to about the age of ten to twelve, your parents are your heroes, your mom or dad, um, and then all of a sudden, uh, naturally, they just become the biggest idiots in the world from about 13 to sometimes 21, 25. Uh, and that's kind of a natural thing that, that kids go through. But, like, when you, when you go through a divorce, your stability, your foundation is rocked because everything that you thought you believed or you knew you believed is, has now changed. Mm-hmm. Um, so walking through that, Michael Scott, walking through that, do you feel like that had an effect on your relationship with the Lord? And then, you know, when did you start kind of realizing how to carry your own relationship to the Lord? That wasn't the foundation wasn't wasn't necessarily your parents. I'm glad I'm glad you asked that because I'm over the past year I've kind of been in the in the phase of what you've probably heard adopting your own faith. Yeah. Uh, so I went through that whole phase of going down the wrong path, worldly drinking chasing women all the way up till i mean a couple years ago Mm -hmm. right and um once i finally was like man this is i'm i'm feeling the void with the wrong things and i i mean i came to the realization that i mean jesus is the only thing that i mean that relationship is what produces the joy that you have i mean and that's what that's what everybody chases when they're drinking when they're doing this that and the other thing um and so after I realized that, I kind of, you know, started getting the word, getting into the word again. And, um, I mean, it was great for four or five months, you know, and then, um, you know, no, it seemed like, my gosh, this is so easy. I mean, just, I mean, get up, do your quiet time, uh, pray, 
you know, just earnestly seeking Jesus. And then, you know, there's, um, there's good and there's evil. And I think that, uh, kind of went through a phase of a little bit of spiritual warfare, a little bit of, um, you know, what am I doing here? Why am I, um, I mean, I, I kind of felt like I, I what's your purpose? Plateaued. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you know, that, that was scary. Um, ended up sitting down with my associate pastor at my church and was like, man, I, I don't know what's going on. Why? I don't know why. Like just a season of doubt and worry and not really knowing. I mean, I mean, I honestly, I, I sat down with my associate pastor cause I was like, man, I, like, is my salvation valid? Like it got to that point and you know, he, we walked through first John and I was like, man, nah, I'm good. I just, I guess this is just a season of, you know, growing intense mm-hmm. growing pains and you know i you know a couple it might have been a couple months ago one of y'all on the show was got into ecclesiastes three one through eight to where it talks about there's a time for everything there's mm-hmm. a time to live there's time to die and you know in the season of me getting ready to get married you know i th- i think god was like okay you you want to be a man I, i'm gonna run you through the mud and you're gonna get ready for this and i mean mm-hmm. i think that through that, I've, I mean, I've grown more in the past four or five months in my faith than I have in 25 years. It's crazy. We're, we're only, we're only snickering a little bit because yeah. man, we've been through the mud, yeah. you know, and, and those, those moments of, of being in that muck and that mud and just feeling like that, you know, you know, you know, God is pulling you through there for a reason and you don't know what that reason is yeah. just yet, but you, but you, uh, you know, you get through it and you look back and you see that's why, you know, exactly. and, uh, and man, it's, it's just such a testimony it, for it, me it, to, it to, really hear a, is. to hear a young, you know, somebody 10 years younger than me, mm-hmm. uh, man, I, I wish, I wish I would have had the uh, sense of awareness yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. that, that you have now. Uh, I feel like I just, I just gathered some of that, you know, just the last couple years, but it's uh, almost like, uh, <clears throat> I don't, I've never stood under a rainbow, but if I think if you're if, like, you're standing where the rainbow ends, you probably can't see it. Yeah. Right. right. But when you get far away from it, like you see the rainbow, the promises of God in, as you look back, and we, and we get to experience those moments sometimes, yeah. you know, we get to say, okay, I've, I've been through, I've been through the mud. Uh, it's been rough. And, the, and God reveals that this is why and those are really, really cool moments that we get to have. Yeah. Sometimes no, we don't get to have those though. I know. That's you know? so true. Well, sometimes you feel like you're still in the mud. Yeah. You know? Michael, whenever I, I was your age, I, I absolutely 1000% absolutely thought that I was 10 feet tall and bulletproof. I mean, like I just, I mean, I didn't think I was ever going to die. You know, I just, I had this, I don't know. Uh, it was this arrogant cockiness about me. Um, and um, it's really sad. You Have know, we said that, on the show how old? Michael, you're 26, right? Correct. We talked about it before we started, but yeah. it just, he Michael brings a younger perspective. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, um, you know, and you talk about those trials and tribulations. Uh, I was, I'd started um, a, a business at the age of 25, my wife and I did. And so I was running a business and, and really 
I didn't feel like I really talking about that the mud, you know, getting dragged through the mud. I felt like my in my thirties. I'm forty four, and uh, I felt like in my thirties is whenever I really hit a bunch of bumps in the road, a bunch of bumps in the road, and and developed a lot of testimonies and. Uh, that's where my marriage was tested the most. It was whenever I was in my mid thirties and then in my later thirties, um, I started having all kinds of stuff. I mean, breaking out in hives and just dealing with extreme, st- going to the ER, you know, every couple of years because I, I thought I was having a heart attack and just crazy extreme anxiety. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I don't know that you ever, uh, your faith your faith is such an ever evolving thing. And I always, you know, at the age of 44, I'm like, you know, we just, Obi and I both had a, 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 and my wife and I, uh, I did right before Obi, just a couple of weeks, had a battle with COVID. And, uh, man, there was people my age dying. There were some guys from Carthage, uh, that were in their, uh, you know, uh, young forties that passed away. And, uh, so I, I was just, freaking out like you know am I gonna die what's going on and down on my knees every day just you know but these testimony these amazing testimonies are, are created in the midst of these trials and tribulations and it's such a cool thing to see them have this ripple effect and leave this legacy behind you uh, whenever you go through those trials and tribulations and to be able to tell people about your same experiences for example you and Obi being able to relate you know with that uh, with divorce at that at the same age, and it's it's so crazy just to see how God works in the midst of these trials and tribulations that He allows you to go through, because He could stop them if He wanted to, and uh, but would we be the same people today if He had stopped those trials and tribulations? And the answer is a resounding no. That's correct. Uh, correct. So. Yeah, I mean, we we keep going down some rabbit holes, and you'll see that we do that a lot, Michael Scott. But um, you know, back back to back to you. We really want to focus on you and, and your your testimony. Um, you know, you were you were in a situation. Uh, how old would you say you were at that time? Twenty when you were really after you talked to your associate pastor. Uh, oh, this this that was I mean a year ago. That was recently. Yeah. Okay. So you you had gotten to a season of just. Um, not really, just not really knowing what God wanted from you. You, you, you felt, you felt called to the Lord. You, you weren't sure that you were, uh, it sounds like you weren't, you weren't just a hundred percent sure that you were doing, um, exactly what God had called you to do. And right. maybe you were searching for that. Right. I don't know if that that's accurate or not, but, um, you know, what transpired after you, you spoke with your associate pastor. Hey, we're going to cut off right there, and uh, we'll uh, pop back in on the next, next episode and dive into that question with Michael Scott. Thanks so much for joining us today. If you would, uh, hit those buttons at the bottom, like, share, subscribe. Uh, go out and kick the day in the face, and we'll catch you on the next one.